You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the Grolix Podcast Nights. We're live. Hey, Melanie, you're you today. Yep. What? How is that even possible? And also, Jesse's here. Hello. I'm here. Hi. Hi. Hello, everybody. Back for another live show. Uh, now, I don't you know. You tricked if... me into it again. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, we talked about, you know, if you watched it last week live, you watched it before the second episode went out. But we talked about the first episode of Doctor Who, season 12 or series 12. And uh, that was a good time. We were very salty. But then by the time yep. the audio feed hit, or the audio podcast hit the uh, podcast feed, the second episode had aired. And I actually did a light edit of that episode after the second, after watching the second episode. And I was like, wow. Yeah, no, the second episode kind of addresses a whole lot of things we had beef with. So, yeah, I was like, we got to do the second episode this week. And I'm going to try to push this uh, audio listeners. I apologize for first off, it's unedited. And the audio quality is going to be a little rough because it's I'm all about quick turnaround this week. I'm going to try to push this to the feed tonight, if not tomorrow morning. And uh, so you can actually listen to our discussion about episode two before episode three airs. Be- before we get into it, did you guys, uh, Jesse, I don't know if we come to, um, you know, a consensus. Did we want to talk trailers a little bit? Maybe Melanie hasn't even watched them. I didn't. Remind me which uh, I haven't watched the Birds of Prey trailer. Okay, what was the other one? That one. The other one was New Mutants. Oh I, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, I saw that one too. Okay. I, I'm willing to talk about that. Let's that, talk that might be a good one to lead with. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a little trailer talk off the top. Paul, anybody in, who's watching, have you guys checked out these trailers? I also did watch the Birds of Prey one. It actually looked kind of interesting. Um, I had, was had not really? interested. Yeah. Well. I guess we're jumping to that real quick. Uh, because <laughs> Be careful. Remember Suicide Squad? It had cool trailers, too. Because music. <laughs> That's true. Well, I'm I'm mildly interested, whereas I was not interested in it at all before. And it's because... Melanie, you read a bit of the Harley comics, the Harley Quinn comics, and it's like... Um, uh-huh. uh, was it... Did, did they launch the solo Harley books post new 52 or was it right at the end but basically it was you know kind of the more modern solo harley quinn series um where she had her own apartment and she had like a hyena pet and all that i think she was kind of like deadpool with boobs yeah i mean she was she was the dc deadpool that's what they made her but the movie uh, birds of prey kind of has that kind of thing going on um it looked a little cheesy, but also more interesting than I expected. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, the new Suicide Squad movie. But I was like, oh, wait. So, I don't know. It's Birds of Prey, but it's, it's kind of the Harley movie, right? Hmm. Isn't Birds of Prey like all the chicks? Yeah. So, I am. Yeah. Because Harley's coming up. She's coming off of a rough breakup. With someone. Oh, right. I don't think they said, but his, the, you know, we know he's probably yeah. somebody really damaged. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> da- damaged, huh? It plays, it plays that whole thing up. So, like, whatever. She's coming off of a breakup and blah, 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 blah. Um, I think the villain is Black Mask, which is kind of interesting. I don't think we've had a live action take on him. I always thought he, I mean, it's weird that he's like a mobster, but I always thought he was kind of an interesting character. Yeah. He's kind of a mob boss, sort of. Okay. So let's get on to the other trailer uh, that you guys actually did watch. So, New Mutants. I thought this was dead in the water. I, I, I was surprised to see this pop up because this is something I heard about. I think there was like a teaser or something released ages ago in which it was yeah. like they're doing a horror movie take on, you know, an X-Men property. And so that was interesting to me. And, uh, but I thought the Disney Fox did uh, Marvel thing kind of killed it off, but apparently it was, it was 
far enough along that Fox has still got it. It looked okay. I mean, not great, but it looked okay. Yeah, I was excited about some of the characters that they pulled in. Um, I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out who was who. Like, did they did they pull in all of a, all of the uh, the new mutants? Um, like, who's Cannonball? Maybe maybe Cannonball's not in this one. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't say. The trailer itself is kind of interesting because it it definitely leans into the it's another superhero type thing. You know, they've got powers. Before it yeah. then is like, but this is a horror movie. It's it's a very half and half. Yeah. I had sent Melanie, I think, last night, but there's a there's a trailer for the Netflix version of Lock and Key, and the, that trailer kind of does the same thing in that the first half feels very like it's a fantasy show about kids, and then the second half is like, but it's also a horror show. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious as to how the two elements genres of superhero or you know whatever x-men type superhero thing and horror will mesh i mean i think potentially well because that's why i was excited about it but like in the execution how will it come out i'm I'm pretty interested so yeah i'm looking at the uh the cast list now and uh the guy the guy who is in stranger things the brother uh, Charlie Heaton, he is Sam Guthrie, so he'll be Cannonball. Um, Antonio Banderas is is uh, he's announced in this. He's even on a lot of the trailers. But is he in the trailer? I didn't. I don't remember seeing him, but maybe I didn't peg him. But like they're really playing that up. Like he's in there. Antonio, but he's Banderas. not even listed. Yeah, like he's listed in the cast list, but they don't say who he is. So that's a big secret weird yeah um i was i was excited to see that Maisie williams is going to be wolf's bane mm-hmm. i kind of forgot she was even in the team but because I'm, I'm not as well versed i i know i know um some new mutants but i'm not as well versed in the comics as i should be i did, didn't even know they existed so that's, what, that's where we got Deadpool, really. So, I mean, there's that. The the mutant, the Marvel mutant universe is it's very large and hard to keep track of. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting because, I mean, it'll be kind of nice to where it's like, ideally, hopefully this doesn't set up some like sequels that will never happen because I'm pretty yeah. sure that like this is Fox, this has got to be the Fox's last marvel property they've got you know so it'll be interesting to have like an actual for sure standalone you know x-men type movie come out that's what paul says in the uh comments he says i still worry about fox made marvel properties that's true i think that's a fair that's a fair fear Uh, i mean you'd think they'd who knows though? I guess, whatever. I I can't I can't speculate as to like what goes through the mind of studio executives because you think they'd really want to like nail this, nail like hit it out of the park because this is their last chance to make a bunch of money off of a Marvel property. But then again, like I heard nothing but bad things about Dark Phoenix, and that kind of sounded like let's just get this done. If what does it matter? You know, this will be the last one. Yeah. But that, but what does it matter? It matters that you you're spending millions of dollars on it. That's what it matters. Well, that's what I would assume. <laughs> but then also, like, what does uh, what a studio executive think is thinks is going to make all the money doesn't necessarily make for like good creative decisions. So maybe they thought Dark Phoenix was going to hit it out of the park too. So still haven't seen it, and I saw I every other X Men movie in the theater. Really? You saw all of them except oh. for that one? E- yeah, even even X3. Yeah, yeah, which is a, it's a weird flex right there to not see that one of all of them because I'm sure it can't be as bad as Last Stand and I saw that I gave <laughs> I gave that that my money. But that's fair. I mean X, X2 wasn't amazing, but that's fair because you know you didn't know that X3 was going to be what it was. 
That's true. That's true. Nobody knew it was going to be that bad. I mean, you kept going after. Except you, Jackman, and he could have warned us. He could have. <laughs> he wouldn't have, though. I wonder. I, there's <laughs> no. probably some type of contractual agreement that they all have to yeah. sign that they can't. Uh, Paul says, if it's decent, Disney can make Cable and Deadpool to a New Mutants sequel. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I'd really like that. Is, I mean, Disney would be so dumb to throw away Deadpool. But I mean, are they going to carry? I think they, I think they, they already have plans for him. Yeah, I mean, that's Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. That's that's a money making machine right there. They can literally re-edit the first one and put it out and make money off of it. So, yeah, I think they could just like give it to him and he'll put something out every year or something, something new in fun and short because he likes it. Well, and if Detective Pikachu has taught us anything, it's that he uh, he can still be Deadpool without the swears. I never watched it's, it. Detective Pikachu, where's that? It's, it's, it's actually pretty great. It's Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Hey, did you, tell, did you tell him about the puppet movie? No. Judy and Punch? I don't know what to say about it, but yeah, you'll have to send him send, put, uh, post a trailer. Judy and Punch, as, a, as opposed to Punch and Judy. Yes, Judy and Punch. Uh, it's a trailer that Melanie sent hmm. me, and she's like, "This is we got to show Jesse this. And it, in an odd way, maybe less action-y, maybe more dramatic, but also kind of quirky, it looks like a, I don't know, Kill Bill for puppet enthusiasts, in a way. <laughs> Is oh, the best way I can ooh. explain it, but not. I like mean, this. as long as it's I, like I haven't seen Happy Fun Time Murders or whatever it's called, because it looks awful. Uh, so as long as it looks better than that, Disney I'd give it a him. shot. Disney has him in a new movie called The Guy. Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, where he plays like an NPC in a video game. <gasps> That's such a fun. It's the trailer actually looks really great. Yeah. Epic NPC man. Yep. That's. If epic NPC look up man. Epic NPC Man on YouTube, that's a great series by uh, Viva La Dirt League is the name of the YouTube channel. Those guys are great. Watch their <laughs> stuff. Forget Ryan Reynolds. He has enough money. Go watch Viva La Dirt League. <laughs> yeah, Melanie posted the trailer. You'll have to check that out later, Jesse. Okay. Um, okay. Was there anything else you guys had you wanted to say about... Uh, I don't know anything before we get to Doctor about Green. the new mutants. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about I'm excited about the characters that are showing up in the cast list, and uh, they're good actors. So yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm actually this. I'm excited for the horror horror bits. That too. Yeah, I think that's got a lot of promise. I'm trying to keep my vaping off screen, but it's going to slowly drift into screen. Um, drift like a cloud. Yeah, bro. Like a cloud, cloud bro? bro, cloud, clouds, bro. <laughs> what happened to Cinevapic? That was the best podcast that don't, never was. Oh, uh, uh, it was so good. Audio unboxing in the Come on. arms of the angel, <laughs> right? Uh, nobody knows. Nobody but like me, you, and Jasper knows what we're even talking about. And Jasper's not listening to this. So. He's not even listening. No, no. <laughs> uh, Paul says I'm stoked for 1917. I don't know what that is. I I have a feeling I'm like woefully behind on uh, trailers. I guess. Yeah, I said I sent you a bunch of them you hadn't seen. That's weird because usually you're on it. And and the ones you sent me were all from like October. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Whoa, there's a whole extra screen on the live thing that I didn't even see. Wow. Okay. Anyway. Uh. Okay. Well, let's get to Doctor Who. Okay. Doctor Who. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, I was I was looking up 1917. We were wrong. Okay. We were wrong. They, they weren't uh, Cybermen. Oh, it's a war movie? Well, we don't know that yet. I'm I'm not convinced. <laughs> so what we're talking about, uh, if in case for some reason you don't know, you didn't look at, the, like, I don't know, the description or title of this episode. Uh, Doctor Who <laughs> series or season 12, episode 2, it's got, uh, Spyfall part 2. And uh, we were very salty about part one, so let's let's see what we thought of part two. Uh, yes, we were wrong about a lot of things. 
It was very interesting listening to our discussion after watching episode two. <laughs> but in our defense, they gave us nothing. They gave us nothing. It's less that we were wrong. Like, we made a guess about Cybermen, and maybe that's the only thing we were actually wrong about. But it was more about, yeah, they didn't. We were like, where's this? Where's this? What? Did you forget you could time travel? Uh, you're you're going to show us laser shoes and not use them? Like, we compl- all these complaints, and that all popped up in the part two. In part two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you guys think? Did you like this more? Because I don't think we necessarily hated last episode, but we definitely right. kind of railed on it for like 45 minutes. So. And neither do I think that this second part was perfect, but it was dramatically better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Me too, actually. I was I I actually kind of like this episode. I, I, and you're right, it's yeah. not perfect, but I I liked it. I enjoyed it. The most disappointing thing to me is that she actually had some interesting people with her and then she had to take them home. Oh yeah. There's the one yeah. line. That was a great team. As soon as I was like, oh, they're historical figures. Okay, no, we're not getting new companions. Because I was like, fingers crossed. And even they even had the little when she shows up towards the end with these with the two we'll get into it, historical figure chicks that she's traveling with, and the the current companions are like What's this? Are we being replaced? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was nice. I like that. Um, <laughs> you can mute. Did you mute? <laughs> you can maybe mute before the swear, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. Um, it was a mild swear. Uh <laughs> Let's not let that derail the show. I lost all track of what I was. I, I see that there, there there is a mute. There's a mute now. So, did you do that or I didn't do it? She did it. Oh, there we go. Um, so we're we're improving from week to week. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah, it would get better. Yeah, work in progress. Um. So, well, let's start with admitting where we were wrong. <laughs> I don't think we're we were completely wrong. First off, it was our opinions, and also there was a lot we didn't know, as we said. Sure. But there, there are a couple of things like the master. The master still bugs me. I think I can't remember his name offhand, but the guy's performance is actually really good. There's some scenes that I really I like the energy he has. But yeah, watching this episode kind of cemented, and I rewatched it um, just before with the stream. Kind of cemented what bugs me about it is like. It's a good performance. Like it's it's over the top. He's shouting and he's shaking, but like the acting is really good, but what bugs me about it is that kind of performance is most exhilarating or satisfactory if there's like a build up to it. Instead like he right. just out of the gates as soon as we find out the master, it's just up to 11 nonstop the whole time. Whereas like I could really like that could be like anytime his whole like when he shows up in the past and he's shrinking people at that um, expo in the 1800s or whatever. That would be awesome if it wasn't like pretty much his first major scene of the episode. But if we had kind of like if he was a little bit more subdued and then ramped up to kind of a breaking point almost, it'd be a much more memorable performance as opposed to just up to 11 nonstop. That's right. my main beef. I uh I liked it better. I liked it better. Uh, I am with you. I wish he would be more measured in how how he jumps from manic to um menacing because he he's he's very obviously kind of a Sims throwback a little bit, but he's also scarier, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm gonna need more to know but there's some there's some things about him that i really appreciate and i don't want to jump into the super spoilery stuff right off the bat but there's a moment where you can tell that um the master is unsettled and that he nails yeah like he it's it's subtled it's a subtle performance it's nuanced and i was like i buy this i don't buy that other stuff before unless that was masking this. If that was masking this, I can forgive that. 
I don't think he's bad though. Like I, I think the performance is right. interesting. I just, yeah, yeah. There needs to be, I don't know, something other than it's just other than just that's how he is. They did kind of play up his kind of psychopathic, like his whole speech about like basically why he likes killing people was I, kind of <laughs> oh, yeah. weird. And I was like. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, it's pretty hard to sell that speech. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A big thing we had commented on last episode, Melanie. I maybe you're still busy. Oh, oh, she, yeah. She, uh, her, her part of the call dropped. So I don't know if she'll need to come back later when she can, or if you need to add her back, or yeah. Oh, I didn't. But she that. has not um, mentioned anything in the chat. So, okay. Sorry, I didn't want to derail things, but I did notice that. Okay. Yeah, I wonder what happened, where she went. Anyway, Melanie, can you hear me? Message, message me. One thing that we were kind of like, one of my things is like, did they forget about time travel? And this one hits time travel hard. Um, and I had that. I actually, I, also oddly enough, not, like not like with the TARDIS. This whole like. What what do they call them? The cis the cistern or cistern? I don't know. I'm still calling them Cybermen because I'm not buying it. <laughs> Using <laughs> what, what them to travel through time yeah. was weird. I, I don't. I still still a little iffy on that. Um, but I did like the time travel stuff we got. Uh, and there's elements of a historical here a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit in a very historical light way. But uh, I like that. We end up in World War II again, and I kind of so I think the direction of this episode it was a different director as the first than the first episode. I think the direction was much more on point, and mm-hmm. the World War II stuff the one the one scene that the master didn't scream his way through, I thought was awesome and chilling. And the music, the score was awesome, but yeah. it's when they come across that the spy lady in World War II. That whole thing worked for me really well. Um, just the tone, and it was dark, and uh, I don't know. I like that. Oddly, it's two different directors, I believe. There mm-hmm. was a different director from part one to part two. The Kasavans, is that what they're calling them? Sure. Um, they're calling them the Kasavans, <laughs> which is basically another name for Cybermen, right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we, there's, we still get no, like, I'm not real, buying it. We, there's still no real grasp on what they are. So I suspect like the teethy, like the teeth face guy in, in the last season, they're going to come back. I also su- suspect the master will come back again this season. Oh, I actually really like, basically we're still like, Last episode, we complained that, uh, you know, there was just a whole lot of stuff going on. And there still is kind of a whole lot of stuff going on. But I like the role that the, it still feels very unnecessary. Like, I don't know why that plot had to be shoehorned in here. But I like the role that the, uh, the Vor CEO guy played. And this episode, they actually made him, to me, a super interesting and menacing villain. His speech, I think Melanie, I've got Melanie, where did you go? Come back. Because uh, she had thoughts on this. I don't think she was as on board with it, but I kind of loved his villain speech. The whole technology, oh, yeah. you know, Google thing, and how basically the evil plan, the, the big threat of this was going to be, you know, slight spoilers if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, they're going to reformat everyone on Earth and use them as hard drives. And uh, it's silly, but man, I loved his speech. I thought it was a great sequence. And that's kind of why uh, I have a hard time believing it's not the Cybermen, because that's exactly what they would do. It is that, exactly, and, yeah. Like, re, re they would reformat humans. Whoops. Boom, done, Cybermen. What, what else did you like about this one, Jesse? Okay, um, I like that they split the Doctor up. And that I, I guess technically that happened at the end of um, part one. So I suppose that's me saying something I liked about part one. But they took the doctor away from uh, 
the TARDIS crew. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helped because we are finally, we're finally getting a little bit of who is the doctor. And by the end, I feel like we're getting a lot of who is the doctor because we, we get a little bit of, um, she's shook too. (laughs) She is shook. We, we we do have to get to the big spoiler at some point, and because I I'm so conflicted on it, but uh, I I was too, but I'm I think I'm on board. I think overall I'm on board now, but my initial was like, ooh, I don't know about that. Mainly, you know, all the things that I didn't like are either absent or better in this second part. So all the James Bond stuff that's gone. So already an improvement. It's interesting. I was thinking about that during this rewatch is that I feel like this is something that we've seen in two Doctor Who two-parters from maybe Moffat's era too, to where it starts off, you know, obviously it starts off, it's got the spy bond thing. And the first episode is just hits you over the head with like, you know, the bond type music. They're going to a casino themed party and they've got the bow tie or the, the suits on and all this. And then the second episode they keep the spy theme and then drop the like kind of cheesy spoof thing because yeah. they, this totally like there's still the spy theme in there. Now she's seeing like she's visiting like famous historical spies kind of. And uh, but we dropped the cheesy James Bond stuff for the most part. The laser shoes. I now I, the laser shoes came back into it. And even though I was like, it's where true. were the laser shoes? I kind of hated it. That whole thing with Graham yeah. and the laser shoes, and then the rocket cufflink, cum, cu- cufflinks. Like what? What a disappointing thing that was. Like super cheese. Get ah, get that. Yeah. Give know. give me a uh, steam powered gun any day. It's so funny because there's so many things that we complained <laughs> about last episode that this episode directly references. Yeah. Like, because we're like, we want to get to know this doctor. We don't get to know this doctor, and then the companions this episode are like. You know what? We don't even know who this doctor is. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they heard our show and were like, oh, yeah, well, we'll show you, Grolixers. Yeah. So, I mean, so here's the thing, though. Like, that doesn't excuse our complaints. That doesn't invalidate our complaints. It just, like, it's kind of like knowing you have a plot hole and then writing a reference to the plot hole and be like, that gets us around it, right? The characters know it. It's like, but there's still a plot hole. Um, so at least maybe they'll get to it, but they're going to get to it in this weird, I just feel like with the big spoiler, I just feel like we've been there. Like the, okay, well, Oh, just so many times, so many times. Yeah. We better just pull the bandaid off of that anyways. Okay. Melanie seems to be gone. I don't know where she went. The big spoiler. I don't think they know what to do. I don't think since the show came back with the ninth doctor, I don't think they know what to do with Gallifrey because the entirety of the new series, for the most part, with the exception of like a season or maybe two during Capaldi's uh, period, its whole purpose is just to be destroyed. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the Doctor can be the the last one. That's the, that's the source of the Doctor's great moodiness too, which could become kind of a cop out to where it's like the only way they know how to give the Doctor like depth or 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 a weight to i don't know a reason to be moody is like destroy gallifrey again just you know whatever his homeland or her homeland whatever it's it's gone i mean i guess at least it's not a big mystery well they they did set up a new mystery um but you know we know who did it (laughs) yeah and that was a, a little bit like what I feel like a complaint of mine last se- last season was, uh, you know, there was a mention of this timeless child, and there's like one mention maybe. I'm like timeless child, okay? Mm-hmm. They're obviously setting up some larger arc that I just then totally forgot of, forgot about by the end of last season. And I was like, that kind of sounds cheesy, and it still kind of sounds cheesy. I wonder what, like, I don't know. We get a little bit more about what that even means, I guess. So that's the big mystery it's setting up now. Yeah. Yeah, they basically mention it in the Ghost Monument episode last season, which is the one where they're basically race to find a thing and then it winds up being the TARDIS. 
and I don't, I don't even remember who references it, but it's kind of a throwaway deal. It was like a. They were on that planet with those rug things. They weren't rugs, but they're like invisible. Yeah. Wind things, or I don't know what it was. I forgot most of last season. Because it was forgettable. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Got, got to get the required dosage of salt per episode. <laughs> um, Disclaimer. Okay. okay, so, man, I feel like there was more, I had way more to say before we actually started the stream. It was it was better, man. It was better. I, I It was better. Um. So, well, I don't know. I mean, this whole timeless child thing, like my initial reaction to it is it's kind of cringy and I'm like, I don't know if I buy it. But at the same time, um, the way that the performances are selling it, I, like I, I kind of dug how Jodie Whittaker did the classic line. Um, you know, I'm a time Lord from the planet Gallifrey and the constellation Castabras. She got to do the whole classic line kind of thing, but it felt weird. And I think that was on purpose. I felt like she delivered it in a way where it's like, she's saying it, but because the master said that everything's a lie, uh, everything you think, you know, is not, is not true kind of thing. Um, she delivered it in a way that was uncertain, and mm -hmm. I dug that. Like, like I felt like everything after the hologram master um, had this air of she's questioning herself and she's questioning what she knows, even while she's trying to convey some kind of confidence. And I, I really dug that performance from Jody, and I also dug uh, how the master um, portrayed that as well. Yeah, I agree. Like this timeless child conceit and like the everything you knew was a lie is potentially very cheesy. But I guess, you know, anything that potentially gives Whitaker something more to grab onto with the character of the doctor, because, you know, she could be really good in dramatic roles. So if this gives her more to work with, more weight, you know. To the character then yeah okay I, i'm i'm on board in that respect for sure uh also this is more of what i actually want from chibnall anyways uh last season we got this uh piecemeal one shot one shot one shot one shot this time we finally get a like a full season arc that he can build up to that's what i th actually think he's good at mm -hmm. um so I guess I'm willing to give it a shot, even if I'm not a hundred percent on board with it. And at least it gives me something to think about. Like, mm -hmm. like I have a lot of reactions to it and not all of them are positive, but at the same time, I'm still like trying to figure it out. So I guess in that light, it's maybe a positive. Yeah. I, I, I haven't just written it off. You know, I haven't gone, well, I'm, I'm over it already. Hasn't even happened yet. Like, you know, tooth monsters. He's coming back. Oh, God. Uh, the tooth monster guy is like such a good example of. <laughs> yeah, he's got a cavity and only the doctor can. He's, the doctor will see you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, a cavity. I mean, we've talked about all this before, but yeah, Chibnall said when he first like it was announced that he was taking over the show that like. It was going to be a serial, ongoing story, unlike what we were used to, although that is kind of what we were used to for the last couple of years. I mean, there's right. always a little element of Monster of the Week, but, you know, through, especially through, uh, the, you know, Matt Smith Doctor and Capaldi Doctor, like Moffat became very much season, the big season arc was kind of the big thing. Um yeah. And it was so surprising last season not to have that after Chibnall explicitly said that's what he was going to do. It was going to be an ongoing serial thing, which, you know, not a monster of the week type thing. And that's not at all what happened. So the trailer for the next episode right. does not fill me with excitement. It looks pretty lame, but, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment, I suppose. Um, 
What did you think about like they they really I, I at the same time that I feel like they were paying fan service, um, I also feel like they were a little bit like you need classic. Here it is. Just rub that in. There's a little bit of classic for you. Contact. Do you still want your classic? It's classic. Contact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The, was it what, what, that was from the three doctors, wasn't it? That the, the doctor even said, "Oh, I could do classic too." Yeah. He's some yeah. Service. I mean, yeah. He yeah. just. Oh. I didn't even mind some of the companion stuff. This this episode there really wasn't much for them to do except to run around and yeah run away i guess but uh <laughs> and tap dance okay i take it back i hated it like that, that i didn't i didn't care for that <laughs> there was some humor with like ryan basically monologuing their plan to the bad guys and uh yaz calling him out like Why, why'd you tell him our plan what are you doing <laughs> but uh Otherwise, there wasn't a lot there. They were just kind of whatever. They were just kind of there. The it's like uh, it's like they had a moment where they were like, "Okay, hey, do you remember these guys and how how flawed they all are?" Well, Yaz has to call home, and Ryan has to panic, and Graham has to be Graham. Oh, do we want to talk about the airplane resolution thing? Because on the oh yeah, we got to talk about that because that's super Bill and Ted right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, God, I think Melanie even said specifically while we were watching that they're doing. Are they gonna do? Are they doing a Bill and Ted thing? But uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. On the one hand, you know, whatever is time travel. That's one of the fun, cheesy aspects that you can do with time travel. But then on the other hand, like they even show the doctor making the little plates that she's gonna attach and the the printing off the flyer and stuff. But it's fun, but kind of in a it's kind of stupid too. <laughs> in case we all forgot that she's the steampunk make space doctor. I, I guess that's what it is, right? <laughs> she's the she she's the steampunk montage doctor. We've got to have a builder montage thing that's gonna ha happen. I mean it's fine. You knew whatever they whatever was gonna happen to get him out of it, it. You knew that really wasn't gonna have any consequences. Like how did she know that Ryan was gonna happen to fall there? So he could see that plaque there that would lead to another plaque a couple aisles. Like, why the plaques? Why was that a thing? <laughs> if she can have an app, like, it's because we set up the cage and we set up the gun, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just to be cute, and then they can have the screen and have Graham Graham talking to the screen and like, I'm a recording, you know, I can't hear you. Uh, you're not gonna die. You, whatever, have it like go between. It's fun. It's cute. But like, if she had <laughs> installed this app on uh, Ryan's phone that could then autopilot the, the airplane to land, why couldn't she just program the airplane to autopilot it? it, it whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's pointless. Just set it. Set a timer. I get why it's there, but it's right. it's just it's kind of stupid. But that's a Doctor Who thing, I guess. There's a lot. I've watched all of it. It, it, it it's all got stupid stuff. That's just like it's Doctor oh, yeah. Who. They got to do you know it's it's still got to be kind of funny. Got to be kind of family friendly. It's fine. It's uh, still not the twin dilemma. So I guess there's that. Oh, which one is that? That's the uh, that's how they ended the season with uh, f it was Peter Davison's very last season. They had him regenerate in the caves of the Androzani, and then the twin dilemma, and that's how they ended the season was with that god awful two parter. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, his period was rough, mainly yeah. because I kind of hated the most of the companions that were with them. Oh yeah, yeah. Companions, man, it makes a big difference. They make a big difference. I mean, yep. it makes sense. They're, you know, major main characters of the show. If you kind of can't stand a lot of the main characters of the show, it's going to impact your enjoyment of the show. I got nothing else to say about this episode. I did enjoy it quite a bit more. And I, I after watching it, I was like, I, I'm kind of excited to talk about it because we were, I didn't figure we'd do like complete 180 on it, but we were so... Right whiny about the last episode and i actually like yeah this one. i thought this one was yeah 
I kind of wish it would have all been one episode somehow. I don't know how, but because it would have been really long and I don't know how you cut it down, but it does feel like, um, totally, I don't know. They were totally, they were part, very different. Very different. Yes. And part one just wasn't a very good way to come back. It was not a good season premiere. I, I felt now a lot of people are, were fine with it, I guess. I, I sometimes I wonder if they're being honest, though. If they, you know, <laughs> they're like, all liars. Did, did you really, did you really think that was good, or were you just so happy that there was new Doctor Who that you didn't care? Yeah, you just being a fanboy, or you know, I mean, like there's Matt Smith seasons. That what was the one where him and Clara hop on a motorcycle and drive up the side of a building, like, and that's the season. Oh, over there, and I'm like, yeah, that no, that was thing? the. Second half of that season where okay. it was, it was it. Oh, like it had some dumb name too. And it was all about Wi Fi. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, or even dinosaurs on a spaceship, which isn't, wasn't a terrible episode, but it's like the whole thing is it's dinosaurs on a spaceship. Like, it also have- wasn't a great episode either. I loved it because it was so cheesy over the top, but it was so cheesy over the top. Uh, but like, it's the whole thing of like, they, it's like they feel they have to come back with some big spectacle, but especially this season, it feels forced and not good. <laughs> it, it's like, <laughs> how about don't worry about the spectacle or giving us big sweeping like it's a James Bond style spy thing. You guys like James Bond again, right? Uh, women, women Bond, and like, <laughs> oh so, yeah. So then. Just like no, we like good. Look episodes. at us! Look at us! Super timely! Look at us with the timely references. There's you. gonna be a woman 007. It's not even out yet. We beat him. We beat him to it. Wink. But ah, we no. Just give us a good episode. Yeah. Give us, give us the master in a Nazi <laughs> outfit. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you think about the perception fil- the micro perception filters? I thought that was fairly clever. It was it was okay because it's I mean, it makes as much if not more sense than the the uh, little psychic paper or whatever it is the doctor used to use all the time. Yeah, yeah, why not? I'm glad they threw that in there because it's like that was that was my first thought. Like, ah, boop. I don't think the other Nazis would like that. <laughs> He's in charge. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, and then the tissue compression eliminator. Uh, it was it was used better. In this episode, you know, in this episode, so everything was a little better, but at the same time, also, there's a lot of silly stuff in there, too. Sure. Uh, what do you think about the Cassavin overall? Like, we, we kind of they? have talked about them, but we haven't really haven't really nailed them down. I don't think the show has either. That's kind of the problem. Nope, that's I'm, true. They were there, but it felt they felt like less of a threat in this one. And they didn't really yeah. play that big of a role. Ultimately, they just kind of became but a they, plot device for tra- for the Doctor to get trapped in the past. Yeah. Well, and they weren't really defeated either. They were thwarted, which is not. maybe the same thing, but maybe not. You know, like they're still out there. I, I don't think I don't think it's done. I think we will find out that they're the Cybermen later. I think so too. And <laughs> they. Yeah, I'm still I'm still on board with that idea too. They're, that's the Cybermen, but they also give them their own like the villains have to have their own one word catchphrase because you got exterminate or delete, and theirs was obstacle, obstacle, obstacle. <laughs> okay, not, it's not quite as catchy, but okay. all right. <laughs> I mean, you got exterminate delete obstacle you're kind of going down in the threat, <laughs> threat level there. yeah, yeah. yeah yes <laughs> right you think of an obstacle course it's like oh no a thing i must go around or over i mean if i'm going to be exterminated that's pretty scary or deleted that's scary <laughs> yeah, if i'm yeah. an obstacle just step around i'll, I'll, I'll step <laughs> aside it's fine <laughs> right oh my goodness yeah <laughs> Obstruction, <laughs> <laughs> like like a good set of stairs. All right, fun discussion to be had there. We were a little derailed, but it's at the, all good. At, at the worst, we uh, we admitted where we were wrong, and we also refused to remit. 
some of our wrongness. We were we weren't wrong. The slow the slow the the show was just too <laughs> slow to give us what we wanted. Give it to us. We want a don't little Doctor wait. Who. Don't make us wait some through who? your James Bond fantasy. We're not on board. Who knows? Yeah, even though I still think there's a lot going on, but like I said, man, one of my favorite parts of this was the uh, the Vor CEO villain monologue. That was also like this. Why? Why is that there? I guess because you got to have a global threat. But man, I was I kind of like that scene too. So there's there's stuff I definitely enjoyed this episode for sure. It it was bloated. They could have yeah. they could have I don't know tightened it up a little bit somehow because there was a lot going on. You got the aliens. You got the Vor thing. You got the Master. You've got the Doctor. You've got Gallifrey. You've got everything. A little too much. A little too raff. <laughs> too rap. <laughs> Sorry, that's a that's a really niche reference there. Secret of the Use, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Oh yeah, a little too raff. Go ninja. Go ninja. Go. Okay, so what's going on? Um, let's wrap this up. Uh, coming this Monday, new Grolic Cinematic Universe episode in which I'm joined by special guest. Melanie. What? Maybe that's why she bailed on this one. She's like, nope, too much Melanie. If you're going to have me on GCU, <laughs> you don't get me on the live show. <laughs> no. I've no. had enough of this podcast life. She found... So we'll be talking about a movie called Await Further Instructions, and then she picked like a great movie to pair with it called Pulse from 1988 that I'd never heard of before. I'd never seen it. It was actually super fun to talk about. So, uh, yeah, that'll be. Is this up. still uh, season four horror stuff? Still season four horror stuff. That'll be going. That'll be going on till the next Friday the thirteenth, which is uh, I think in March. Okay. So we got the. Yeah. So, the the season four horror stuff of GCU will be going on the rest of this month, uh, through February, and then. Uh, the first episode of it in March will be our third Friday the 13th special, and we'll have bookend season four by wrapping up our Friday the 13th uh, series discussions. And yeah, very nice contained horror season. I feel like uh, season five will be an event horizon. I can't see past that. And I feel like Event Horizon needs to be part of season four. Event Horizon, you're right. It needs to happen. God, I'm so glad you reminded me of that. Yes. I it's such a it's such a weird movie and I kinda love it. So So which Hellraiser sequel am I gonna pair it with? We've already, <laughs> we've already oh, done Hellraiser one. Hellraiser yeah. is, or is that too obvious? Because I always think of I, that, see that's that was that's where I was gonna go. Is like that's almost too easy. Yeah, but I also don't know what else you pair it with. I mean, I don't know. Because that I guess always... I guess if you yeah go completely against type and and make the make the pitch hard. <laughs> Jurassic Park. We got the Samuel connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> what happens if the Jurassic Park Sam Neil character? gets thrown into Hellraiser in space. <gasps> the God, clever could've... girls can't hear you in space. Oh, we could have done a whole hell hell uh horror in space thing with uh Jason X oh, and Leprechaun yeah. in space and uh, Event Horizon. I guess maybe Oh uh, no, Event Event Horizon deserves its own show. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. I think so. I think I don't know I still don't know what you pair it with, but yeah. That's a thinker. People, if you know, if you're if you're still watching or if you're listening to the replay and you're like, I know exactly what would go with Event Horizon, you should hit Randy up at the Grolic Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Uh, hit us up on you can hit GC hit us listen, hit us all up on Twitter at Grolic's Podcast or at GCU Podcast. Tell us what to pair with Event Horizon. God, that's such a good pick. I don't know what's coming up on the next GCU because I want to do It Follows, but I don't know what to pair it with, and I only want to do It Follows because that episode comes out like right before my birthday, so I'm like, it's my birthday episode. I'm going to do what I want to do. But uh, uh, on as for Grolix, uh episode 100 is still coming up. That's all I got. Yep. <laughs> it's still coming up. All right. 
It's still coming up. Uh, what about you, Jesse? What I, you got? I forgot to mention it last. Uh, I forgot to mention it last week, but that's okay because it hasn't gone live yet. But it's coming up. Uh, I just uh, heard from Lee that it's it's uh, he's wrapping up the editing on it now. Uh, that I am going to be on a upcoming episode of Covert Nerd. That's covertnerd.net, yeah. and we're going to talk about uh, Karate Kid, the 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 franchise, and then also uh, Cobra Kai the franchise so we'll talk about season two so if you really enjoyed our talk about cobra kai season one that we did way back when with uh dustin smothers you should check out the yet unreleased episode of covert nerd that i'm going to be on where we talk about season two and everything else it's so funny i feel like (laughs) lee's got us on a list and like we're right next to each other because i have I just recorded an episode with him too, but I won't talk about it too much. Oh, because uh, like I still have to send him the audio files, so I, that won't be for a while. But I'll be on. He's got a rotation. He's got a rotation of people, and he's like, "Okay, first I'm gonna have Jeff, then I'm gonna have Randy, then I'm gonna have Jesse." I love it. I like talk. I like being on his show. I like uh, it's. Fun. It's great. It's a great show. I highly recommend it. Oh, I did just drop another episode of the Turning oh Cartwheels podcast. You did. Yeah, one in 2019 and already one in 2020. You can take it, guys. Break. I'm just going to pat myself on the back right now because I'm on camera. Yeah, I'm taking a break. <laughs> there we go. Good. It's over. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you have a good evening and uh, be sure to check us out at GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G R A W L I X Podcast.com. And, uh, New Doctor Who. I'm liking having New Doctor Who to actually talk about. I am too. It's it's good to have him back. Thank you for listening to Grawlix Nights, our special weekly live Grawlix podcast series. If you've been enjoying this, be sure to check out grawlixpodcast.com slash live to find out where and when to listen to the next live episode. Currently Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on facebook.com slash Podcast.